We are back at it again with another great episode of Wolfpack Unleashed. You are hearing your favorite recruiter, Elijah. Uh, we are back at it with another great episode. Have another great guest, um, a great colleague of mine. Um, sad that he's leaving, uh, but I had to make sure I get him on the podcast before he left. Um, introduce yourself, Mr. Jarrell. What's up, everyone? My name is Jarrell McRae. I am the program coordinator for New Student Initiatives. Um, that is the department that brings you new student orientation. We do freshman orientation as well as transfer orientation. Um, and throughout the school year, we do tons of different programming for um, new students, um, as well as any upperclassmen or current students on campus. So things such as the Game of Life is um, an event that we do um, out of our office workshop series called Backpacks to Briefcases, um, which is a lifestyle, well, a life skills um, development workshop series that teaches students how to manage um, their credit, how to get interview, how to get their first apartment and learning how to cook. Um, we do things uh, such as pack, um, pack Pods, which is a first and second year program that helps students uh, connect with each other, new students connect with each other based off of based upon their interests. So if you're interested in like skateboarding, you'll be placed in a pod with other skateboarders. Or if you're interested in video games, you'll be placed in a pod with video gamers um, and tons of other cool um, programs and events that we do uh, yearly. Um, but I'm excited to be here and talk about experiences on campus, uh, my department, and any other questions that you all have for me. So. Well, thank you, Mr. Jarrell. I, I truly, truly appreciate you, man. Um, you do a phenomenal job, I think, with the new students coming in. But most importantly, I think you do a great job uh, just with being transparent with students, um, you know, and, and being not just their friend, uh, but again, an older brother to, um, you know, some people that are coming in. So I appreciate with the things that you do because my students, you know, uh, definitely talk about you and, you know, say great things. Um, you know, but that leads me to my first question. Oh, you know, you're welcome. You are definitely welcome. Uh, uh, but that leads to my first question. I wanted to ask you, um, why did you apply to the university again? Because you're not from Nevada. Uh, you didn't go to school out here for undergraduate. Uh, but what made you apply to Nevada? What was something that stood out to you that you said, hey, you know, this might be a good, you know, maybe entry level job for me, you know, or maybe a, a, a career level where I could be able to build myself? Um, yeah, like you mentioned, I'm not originally from Nevada. Um, I'm from the South. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, got my my bachelor's from Kennesaw State University in mass communications. Um, I have my master's from Texas, um, from An Angelo State University. Um, but um, I tell people all the time that higher education is not something that I wanted to do. It was never in my future. Um, I wanted to be a journalist. Um, I make the joke all the time that I wanted to be like Miranda Presley from The Devil Wears Prada mixed with George Stephanopoulos of A Good Morning America. I wanted to be a journalist. I wanted to be on TV. I wanted to have, uh, I wanted to own my own magazine company as well. I wanted to be in New York City on the like the 75th floor overseeing the city in my big office. That's what I wanted. That's, so, that's where my life that's what I thought my life was going to be. Um, but two weeks before my graduation um, undergrad, I realized that I didn't have that spark to be a journalist anymore. And I had to make a, a life decision because I was I was young and I was about to graduate. And I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I spent the last four years of my life doing nothing but journalism. So I went on this whole journey of, OK, so what can I do? 
Um, and I realized that I was very active in my undergrad. So then I decided that I would go into higher education. I talked to like my mentor at the time and she said that I would do great at it. Um, so thus started my journey on looking for jobs in higher education. I started obviously in my home state, Georgia, and was looking at jobs down there and just didn't really find anything um, at all. Um, countless interviews, didn't get any of them. Um, but then I said, you know what, it's time to open my, my horizon um, and expand beyond just what I'm used to in my comfort zone in Georgia. So I decided to um, venture out to the West Coast. Um, I'm gonna be truthful and honest. Nevada was not one of the states that I was on my list. It was really California. I was trying to go to California. But then I stumbled across um, my current position um, at the university and I was reading through the um, the the job description. Um, and I was like, okay, it works for first year students. This is what I wanted to do. Uh, like I want to work for first year students. I was um, a part of the first year experience program in undergrad. Um, I became a mentor and everything. So my so I knew I wanted to work with first year students and freshman students. So, um, and it was talking about programming. I've done programming in the past. Um, so then I was just like, you know what? This seems like a good fit. I started looking at the school, the university, um, the programs that they offered um, and the things that they do on campus. Um, it seemed really, it seemed like it was growing, a growing university institution. So then when I went to the university, when I went on the interview in the um, process and stuff like that, I. I was asking the questions about like first year experience programming, um, connections with different collaborations with different departments on campus. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't much going on um, in my department, honestly. Um, so when I got here um, and, I, and I accepted the position, um, it, was, it was time to get, get to it. Um, so I kind of just started from what I kind of knew um, from my undergrad experience and some of my grad programming classes that I took in graduate school and started developing programming uh, for our department. But to answer the question fully, that was a long-winded question, I mean answer, but to answer the uh, question, um, it allowed me to, to grow. It was kind of like the perfect place to begin um, my, my career. Um, it allowed me to be creative and be innovative and help grow a department that didn't have much programming going on. And I was able to connect with different departments on campus and learn about what their resources were and how they benefit new students um, and how I can connect, how I can connect with new students and how I can connect with their parents as well. Um, and helping, helping those students um, transition from high school to college because we all know those are two different fields um, in developing those programming those programs that they need to be successful, not just in the classroom, but beyond it. Um, so it was just kind of really just a different, I just wanted something different and some more diversity because we all know in the South, um, things can be a little, uh, can be a little bit separate, but um, out here on the West Coast um, and specifically in Nevada, uh, everything is just really diverse and it brings a lot of different cultures together. Um, it may not be a lot of one culture but there, where one culture lacks, another like succeeds, I guess, in a way. Um, and it's just learning. It helps me learn about about something, some things that I just never knew about um, and never really understood before. So I think from another personal perspective, um, I was just able to to be become more diverse um, in the work that I do and the people that I serve. 
I think you hit on a lot of gems. I know you're saying long-winded. That that's totally fine. That's why we call you know this podcast Wolfpack Unleashed because we want you to be as transparent as possible for you know our incoming uh, students as well as our incoming parents with those students. Uh, we want them to know what to expect. Um, you know, again, we have all different diverse you know backgrounds that are listening, and we just want them to be able to um, you know take away uh, not just the um, the small things, but you know the different perspectives from faculty uh, and students. Uh, but you hit on one thing as well that I want to address. Um, you know, you said you know during your master's program, you know you um, you know developed a lot of uh, or you read on a lot of things that you were able to develop when you got to this university in regards to programming and stuff like that. Um, I know you started a program um, at our university called Cypher, um, and that was with Devin and a couple others, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, one, tell us about that program. Two, um, please let me know what made you start that program or what made you guys come up with that uh, as well. Yeah, so once again, uh, being born and raised in the South, um, all I ever I, I I submerged myself in in black culture and and black identity. Um, that's all I pretty much knew. Um, I grew up in a black neighborhood. I was in black programming. I did all of that stuff. Um, so when I went to undergrad, uh, I I was a part of a program called African African American Male Initiative, um, and it was just pretty much a retention program in the state of Georgia that just helps black men. Um, throughout their undergraduate career. So when I came to university, I asked the, uh, the previous Dean of Students about black male programming on campus. Um, and she said that we didn't really have any on campus. So um, she kind of tasked me underneath my department to, to create this, this retention program for black men. Um, so we came up with, we came up, it was really trial and error a lot of times. Um, and it still kind of is, um, it's still, a, it's still a, in the infancy stages. Um, of the program um, to build to build um, awareness of it, but we came up with Cipher simply because Cipher is a it was a freestyle rap battle. Um, it's really popular in in hip hop, um, but we know with black men, black men are creative. Um, so we wanted to have a title, some um, to to allow them to express themselves and be who they really want to be. So. We gave them these cool journals, and in those journals, they're they're allowed to do whatever they want, write, um, write how they're feeling, write, take notes, whatever they wanted to do, draw pictures, however they wanted to express themselves. So that was the really the the basis of the whole entire program. We wanted them to be themselves and express themselves in create in a creative way. Um, then the program became kind of like more retention based and first year focused um, to build first year students, first year black student, black male students, um, uh, like build a sense of belonging and community um, with each other um, and providing them the resources they need, conversations, um, but in a fun, lax way. So it's not really strict programming, but just lighthearted programming. Like stop by my office. Uh, we have some food. Oh, let's learn about um, the career studio and careers and how that affects black men. Um, let's have a, how you feeling today. Like just check in with me, um, stuff like that. Um, just really relaxed, uh, just so they can feel comfortable. Cause we know at the university, um, the black male population is only about 2% of the university. Um, because I think the black student population, I think maybe 4%. Mm -hmm. um, it is, so, it is, yeah, it's definitely, it's 4%, very, very small. Uh, our goal, um, I think for my goal that before I leave, at least the position that I'm in, 
Um, I want to get it at least as close to 10% as possible. And I know it's a task and I know it's going to, you know, it's going to be a, um, I wouldn't say an uphill battle, but I think it's going to be a lot of, you know, focused recruitment. And uh, with that, uh, you know, programming, it helps because our students can know where to go when they are up there. Um, They can be able to go, um, you know, to some great programming that's going to help them. You know, again, we have programming not just for African-American students. We have programming for Latinx students. We have programming for um, our um, Asian-American students. We have programming for everyone at our university. But this is specifically for African-American students because of um, statistics have shown, you know, after the first year, uh, those African-American males go back uh, home, you know, or they go or they fall out of, uh, of school. So we want to be on a position where we are making sure that retention rate is as strong as possible. Um, so you also said something. So my last question, my question before we get to the students question, um, you know, that I want to ask you is, you know, you came from the South. Um, what is something that you have learned, um, you know, that you were able to implement in this position, um, you know, that kind of got you to a point where it helps you? you know, um, you know, in the position that you're in and also the new position that you're going to. Uh, what what were some tools that you learned, you know, that you were, that you could, you know, tell our students so, you know, they could be able to learn it, you know, not just through this podcast or, you know, when they were able to, you know, possibly be able to see you? Yeah. Um, I don't think, I don't think that I per se learned any tool. Well, I think that I learned, okay. I think the tools that I learned is how to really just help help this new generation of students. Um, yeah, so I'm a millennial, so millennials are completely different than Gen Z. As much as we may think that we have uh, similarities um, and commonalities, um, we're completely different. And I look at my students all the time, like, I don't, I don't really understand. And it's, I feel like I'm so close in so closer, so close in age to them. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't really understand. Um, but I know that with a lot of the program that I developed, it's more about teaching them skills once again beyond the classroom. Um, and they they don't have the same skills and the same drive they're in the same independence that I did or any of my, my friends did um, when we were undergrad. We, we went out and we hustled and we, we, we knew how to do things on our own. We knew how to contact like financial aid on our own. We knew how to pay our bills on our own. We knew, we knew these things. Like credit may have been a little bit iffy, but we knew, we knew all these life skills that we needed. A lot of what I'm finding in research and, and, um, and dealing with Generation Z is the fact that um, a lot of them, a lot of them are dependent on their parents, and a lot of their parents do things for them, uh, which isn't really, it's a bad thing. But I mean, it's, it's not. I mean, it's not a bad thing, but it's it's not a good thing either. Um, we kind of want we kind of want students to to grow, and we want them to become independent. We want them to be adults. That's what they're here for to learn, and they can't learn if their parents are doing everything for them. If their parents are the ones calling the institution and asking questions for them, how are the students supposed to know what they're supposed to do? Um, I think it's just, 
it's, it's a lot of working on both hands. So teaching the students, hey, you know, you need to be independent. You need to handle this. Um, it is okay that you ask your parents questions, but at the end of the day, you need to be the front line and you need to be the one going out and actually pushing and doing this on your own. And teaching the, the parents, like, hey, you need to be a coach to your student and you need to you need to be there and kind of guide them, not do it for them, guide them. Um, but so I know personally, one thing, I mean, I'm I'm 30, so it's kind of like some things that I don't, I don't know everything, because um, I'm also still growing in this metamorphosis uh, stage, uh, but it's kind of like, I know I call my mom when every time I have to do something with um, my I-9, I'm like, so am I supposed to put zero or am I supposed to put one? But that's, once again, that's my mom being a coach and saying, you put whichever one benefits you and kind of coaching me through it. She's not doing it for me, but she's helping me with it. Um, and a lot of, in a lot of situations like this, parents are doing it for them. Parents are the ones asking, housing the questions. Parents are the ones asking the bursa office the questions. Parents are asking the advisors the questions. It's like, no, 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 no. He said, yes, you're, yeah, you may be the one paying the bill, but your student needs to also know how to do this because there's going to be a point in time when you're not going to be able to do this. Like, because once they sign that dotted line, you there's no communication with the parent. We can't provide the parent any of the information. The student needs to know where to go, how to get the information. So, which is why a lot of the program that I do is always these life skills and teaching them that. Even when I do training with students, it's teaching them the life skills on where to go, how to contact people, um, how to speak up for yourself. Um, so that I'm is that's some skills i think you know again i think that's a lot of skills that you you've learned you know not just from the south but you know from what you've learned when you went to um you know get your master's as well you know just some of the things that you know those were reports that we got to go over uh or just you know um uh um doctorates that we got to go over you know and and you have to write your thesis or when you have to write you know um you know uh, papers you have to be able to get sources you know and those sources are coming from you know documents such as those so you know here those tools i think it's it's true you know i think uh, again i won't say all gen z is all bad you know uh, or not bad but in the sense of not um self-sufficient um but i will say the majority of the students you know do ask their their parents you know uh, uh to do a lot um, you know, rather than, you know, them doing it compared to ours, you know, where our parents didn't know anything. So we had to do it ourselves in order for things to happen. Um, so again, it, it is a different generation, but I think um, with young men like yourself and myself and, you know, Devin and, you know, Andre and other individuals that are, you know, working uh, with these students, it's allowing us to, to help bridge that gap and make it a little bit better. Uh, but we have a new topic on our show. Um, and again, our show isn't that long, but we make sure we, we have fun as much as we can. Uh, we pull comments from our Instagram, um, you know, from our Wolfpack Vegas, uh, as well as other uh, Instagrams that we do have. And we pull those questions uh, that we've posed on there and we ask the, our guests that are on here that the students want to know. Uh, so this is a, a fun, easy one. Um, so one student has asked, um, it is one of my, um, I would guess you would call, well, hopefully it was one of my students, I think it was. Uh, was one of my uh, because it looked from the name it looked like it was, uh, but uh, one of my students, uh, Ladarius, um, he asked a question. He said, "What is? Let me look at the question just to make sure." Oh my gosh! What? What is? Um, what has been your favorite moment um, at the university? I don't know. I mean that that is that is tough. Um, favorite moment. 
Because I feel like in my head, a moment is like, something that just happened or whatever now i'm like flashing in my head i like, mean it could be like over these few years <laughs> no i mean i know i know i know i know i know i'm just trying to flip through my head like okay so like what is something that really made me really excited um no no i like although i mean i'm not saying that i'm like a public speaker because i don't believe that i'm a public speaker but i think i really do enjoy a lot being able to like speak in front of crowds of, of students and parents. I don't know, I really enjoy that. Although I'm although like I'm nervous beforehand, um, but doing it at the time and just speaking and then sharing experiences, sharing stories with students and their families is always fun. So at orientation, um, we do, I get a chance to speak and just be on stage um, and have the mic and all eyes are on me um, but it brings back that, I guess, that whole thing, journal circle, yep, yeah, of yep. me wanting to be on TV and, and talking in front of people and all of this other stuff. So I think that is always kind of like a highlight. Um, I will, I mean, I am going to once again be transparent. I mean, not all the time. I'm always that that hype man or that bubbly person that people may see on, on stage because two minutes before that or 30 seconds before I have to speak, I'm usually like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, what did, what did I get myself into? Why did I agree to do this? And as soon as the lights turn on, I'm booming and no one would ever know. Now everyone knows my secret. Um, but uh, it just brings, I, I really do love, I really do love doing it. Um, beyond my nervousness and the nerves that that are going through me and whatever my mind is telling me um, at that moment. But I think it's really important and powerful that that students get a powerful message when they first come to university. And I usually provide that, that message to them. Um, and that sense of, okay, like, I'm gonna have fun here and it's not gonna be that bad. Um, and I can do this for the next four years. And he, and he gave me a sense of not hope but a sense of i don't know um i don't know what the word i'm looking for um just a sense of i can do it yeah yes i can go through a wall just by listening trust me i think i think you hit it on the nail of that and the reason why i say that is because i think there needs to be more people you know um that make students feel that way you know i think that's that's why our job is you know the way it is and i love it because it's when you can be able to get a student inspired, you know, that yeah. wants to run through that door, once you run through that wall, yeah. they will do it if they're inspired by you and they want to be able to do the things that you're asking of them. Uh, so the one thing, you know, that I will say, I appreciate you coming on again. I know this is, um, you know, again, you have a lot of stuff going on in special orientation, um, but I appreciate you being on. Uh, we know you're leaving soon, so we just want to thank you. Um, and at least you're leaving a long uh, lasting impact because you're, podcast episode would always be up there uh so you can be able to you know be able to listen to yourself uh, but most importantly um you know we just appreciate everything that you're doing for our um you know the classes that have came in that have interacted with you you know the brothers that um you know that are, are part of cypher um we all thank you uh, and we thank you just for being the great individual that you are and we know that you know i'm not going to say their university but the university that you're going to um you know it's they they got they got lucky they got lucky with getting a great individual man because they're going to be able to help them uh get better in that department of where you're going so uh just thank you for being on um and to my listeners thank you for listening 
Uh, as we wrap up today's episode, if you have not, please subscribe at our either uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or either Google Play. And we are on, again, all, all platforms. If you haven't, comment on our Instagram uh, and be able to leave a question where I can be able to uh, ask that to our guests. Uh, but most importantly, as I end every episode, if you aren't doing it, please make sure you have a great day and to keep a smile on your face.